Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. How long have you been using carton milk? I can say I have for a while now, so I was beyond excited when I found a new and easy way to make plant-based milk with Joy. Joy is a minimally processed nut base with no added sugar and comes in 100% recyclable packaging, Unlike traditional plant-based milks, my homemade biscuits have never been fluffier and my sauces have never been creamier thanks to adding Joy. Mix it up how you like it on your own terms. For 10% off of your purchase of Joy, visit addjoy.com. That's A-D-D-J-O-I.com and type in the code Lena Samford. You've heard it a million times. One person's trash is another person's treasure. Well, in Jazz Jackson's case, one person's trash is another person's beautifully curated vintage streetwear collection. Jazz is a content creator, influencer, and the founder of Sunbay, a vintage clothing and streetwear brand featuring 90s street style clothing. She is my go-to when it comes to finding stylish, sustainable fashion, and I'm so glad that she's here to share her perspective with y'all. But first, did you know that over 100 billion items of clothing are produced each year, with as much as 20% of that going unsold? And Americans alone send 10.5 million tons of clothing to a landfill each year. The fashion industry is one of the top polluting industries in the world due to carbon emissions, water use, and chemical usage. The industry is responsible for 10% of annual global carbon emissions, more than all international flights and ocean shipping combined. By extending the wear on one of your items of clothing for nine months longer, you can actually reduce your carbon footprint by 30%. The fashion industry also takes up vast amounts of water to produce even one cotton t-shirt. And most of our clothes are made from polyester, nylon, and acrylic, which is just straight up plastic. And a lot of the times it's soaked in a dye that pollutes our water. So when you're buying sustainable fashion, you're actually allowing for less clothing to be in landfills, less resources wasted, and less pollution. One of the ways to be sustainable is shopping secondhand. In this episode of Hometown Earth, We discuss how Jazz's sustainable vintage streetwear brand came to life and how it is working on giving back to the planet and local communities through its sustainability pact. We also talk streetwear style, the harm of fast fashion, and Jazz gives you her tips for vintage and secondhand shopping to create a unique style that works for you. I can't wait for you to meet her, so let's get to it. Jazz, I'm so excited that you're here I remember finding you on Instagram and just instantly gravitating towards you because you're just so authentic and your hard work and passion for like following your dreams just completely shines through in every piece of content that you do. So like, I'm really excited for you to share that with us today. 
Same. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I same thing here, Lena. Like same thing goes. I instantly gravitated towards you as well. I feel like I usually follow really authentic people who kind of like, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk and kind of like live and breathe the lifestyle, especially when it comes to influencers I follow. So I felt the same exact way um, as you as well. And I'm really glad we've been able to get connected over the last few months, just touching on all of our passions and things that we love. Absolutely. Well, so I kind of, you know, am privy to all of your passions. Can you just introduce yourself to the audience that might not know you just a little bit in your own words? Yeah, of course. So my name is Jazz. I am a content creative on Instagram and also YouTube, um, focusing primarily on vintage streetwear fashion, um, thrifted looks, eco tips, touching on sustainability and kind of how I strive to live an eco-conscious lifestyle. And I also started my own vintage streetwear brand, Sunbay, last month. So really brand new venture for me where I am now sourcing and selling all the clothes that I've come to love um, as it relates to vintage streetwear fashion. Awesome. I'm really excited to get to know more about Sunbay. But if you just want to like kind of tell us, like catch us up, how what is your journey to living a more eco-conscious life? Like what does that look like for you from day one? Like what made you start living that way? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think for me, a lot of it stemmed back to necessity. So as I was growing up, I was raised by my grandparents and we always lived this very kind of like eco-conscious lifestyle, even at home. So my grandparents taught me how to garden, how to can, how to um, sew and knit and like repair and alter clothing. So I feel like it's been kind of ingrained in me since I was a child to like really love these different components of, you know, what can really be sustainability. So it really comes back to kind of upbringing and necessity. I came from a family that didn't have a lot of money. So we were always very conscious of what we spent, um, our consumption, what we purchased. It was just always kind of on that top of mind. And then as I got older and learned just about just the repercussions and the kind of environmental impacts of my personal choices. That's when, you know, definitely a few years ago, I got really serious about trying to just start this path to being more eco-conscious and, you know, sustainable in my daily life. So that started with kind of, okay, well, I want to try to go as plastic free as possible. So starting to be like, okay, I know I'm not going to be 100% perfect, but what I can do is try to strive for like 80% of what I buy, you know, is plastic free. Like I know I have another yeah. 20% to go, but just starting on the path to making that progress because it is something that takes time and just slowly over time swapping out you know, starting in my bathroom, swapping out for, you know, uh, more eco-friendly alternatives um, for like makeup wipes, for example. Yeah. Now I don't use, um, you know, the disposable ones anymore. Um, so just really just starting with the little things and those, what are those small improvements I can make over time versus trying to be like, 
I have to be 100% perfect in what I'm doing, but I think I definitely got more serious over the last few years, um, for sure, where I just started to be like, okay, I really just want to try to live as zero waste as possible, really lower my you know carbon footprint on what I can do and what I can control. So that's kind of been what I've been trying to do even up until now. And it's something that I'm still improving on. Yeah. I, you know, I think some people don't realize that, you know, you started learning these things when you were younger and you're still like working on it and improving. So that's what I feel like people think that they just have to be perfect on day one and they absolutely do not have to be. So I love hearing your side of the story there and just like giving people that validation that yes, like this is just something you learn over time and you just continue to develop because I think that's really inspiring for a lot of people. Yeah. And I know I have so many people that ask me like, oh, how can I, you know, if it's about thrifting, how can I get started? How can I start being more like eco-responsible and like the decisions that I'm making or the items that I'm purchasing are like I garden too, as you know, so I get so many questions about how can I even start like small, like start like a few plants or like a small herb garden or something. So it's been really cool to also have conversations with my community about you can start anywhere and it, it really does make a difference and it makes a positive impact. And it is something, yeah, it's just always going to take time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I know you kind of mentioned you grew up with your grandparents and I know you started wearing, you know, your brother's hand-me-downs and your grandfather's clothes. Do you feel like that shaped your style as far as like the streetwear style and starting to lean towards some bay and how you were curating those clothes? Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it. I just remember growing up, I was I was always a tomboy in the family. I grew up closely around um, my two brothers. And yeah, I always wanted to wear what they wore. And kind of the thing with thrifting, I, I always tell people is, you know, now it seems like, especially in 2020, thrifting has become definitely more trendy, um, thanks to a lot of things on social for sure. But, you know, there are so many people who are just thrifting out of necessity and out of like that yeah. is their only way that they can shop. And that was you know, my family for the longest time. So I feel like it's definitely in style, like inspired my style for sure. I don't even think about buying new clothes really when I want to purchase something. I immediately go to, okay, can I go to the thrift store? Can I go on like Etsy or Depop or eBay or, you know, Poshmark? There's so many um, great um, resources now as well. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's definitely ins- inspired my style because it's crazy. I still wear my granite's clothes. I have in my closet. I have flannels and just sweatshirts and things that I still gravitate towards and wear. And really nothing has changed, you know, and I'm 28 <laughs> now. So it's really just become a part of like who I am as a person. And then also it's been just so great to be able to share with people. You know, a lot of people message me like, I didn't even know you can do like vintage streetwear. Like, you know, yeah. they just assume like they have to go towards you know, fast fashion or shopping at one of, you know, the, the bigger companies nowadays that's really kind of producing the clothing that fits that sort of kind of aesthetic, but you can really do it in all sorts of ways. So it's been really cool to just kind of keep in touch and stay in touch with like that side of me because it really hasn't changed at all. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Sunbay is like a curated vintage streetwear collection. What I know a lot of people like get confused with what streetwear is. Do you have a good example of like a, a perfect streetwear outfit that can kind of paint a picture for people? Yeah, I know. It can be really confusing because I feel like streetwear culture really goes back to hip hop culture, which has definitely changed over time. And the way I have always seen streetwear, it's, it's pretty much known for being this kind of, you know, worn in, oversized sort of really cozy, like kind of baggy look. So definitely kind of those essential pieces, I would say for streetwear are like graphic tees, obviously have become really popular. Now you see tons of streetwear graphic tees, but going back to like the nineties, when I was growing up, it was just like a simple oversized white tee. So, (laughs) you know, it's changed a little bit, but a lot of it has stayed the same. So definitely like those oversized tees or sweaters and then, you know, jeans or joggers, sweatpants have always kind of been in that look sneakers and that kind of culture all relates to the same thing for sure but i would definitely say the cozy oversized vibe is really what streetwear has always been and you know with trends and time things have changed a little bit but i feel like it's definitely still going back to even that sort of kind of like 90s style so how long were you thinking of creating somebody before you're like okay i'm just gonna do this i'm gonna go for it i was probably thinking about starting the brand for since college I and this was probably at this point like seven or eight years ago I held a few jobs um, when I was working in college I was working in consignment stores and thrift stores so I was really like in it already I was sourcing merchandise I was you know, pricing merchandise, doing visuals and photo shoots and styling outfits for customers, things like that. So I've always had this passion for, you know, fashion and wanting this style. And, you know, from my blog and Instagram, that's something I've been doing for myself. So it's been there for a while. And I think in the last, I would say year, it's been okay, I really want to get serious. I really want to try to save up and do this. And this was before the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. like late 2019 was when I was like, okay, going forward, let me start my research because it's a lot of research to learn how to start a business and do it the right way and the legal requirements and the paperwork. So it took a little bit to kind of get that under my belt. But definitely once COVID hit, it was like, I'm home anyway. I have the time now. I can't go anywhere. I have the money to invest in the business to get it started. Let's just do this and let's try to get this, you know, out there during 2020. So I was able to do that by, you know, just a month or so shy of the end of the year um, after a few delays, obviously, with just COVID and trying to readjust. But yeah, it's it's been a while in the making. So I'm just really fortunate that it's all came to life. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm confession, like I'm actually real. I feel like I'm bad at thrifting. Like even though I really love it, I like started thrifting and I was like, oh, like, let me go to Goodwill. And here's this like $3 tea, just throw it in the bag because I thought that I might need it. But then it ended up like a lot of stuff in the back of my closet that I just didn't love, I feel like. So one thing I love, especially about thrifting, like on your website is because it just makes it like so easy to find 
items that are just incredibly unique, especially during, you know, like you said, everything that's going on right now, like having that website to go to and just find something like one of a kind. It's not something that's like on a website that everything is the same stuff. You know, you just put it in your closet and you kind of forget about it because it doesn't feel as special, like, you know, stuff from those fast fashion brands. Um, But like when you find a, like I found a shirt on your website and I was like, oh my gosh, this just speaks to me. It's just so much more exciting for me to bring it home and know that it's something that I'm going to have for a long time and really cherish it more. And it's just more, it makes it more accessible to everyone if they have the internet to be able to like get on a site like yours and, and find something they really love that's secondhand. Yeah, no, that's really why I wanted to bring it to life, too, because I feel like especially with Sunbay itself, there's vintage can include everything. It can include every single decade we can think of. And there are definitely, you know, resellers and different vintage brands that really curate to different, you know, decades or very specific niches even. And I think that's the really cool thing about what I've been able to do with Sunbay is like, I've been able to kind of curate these very specific types of people and the pieces that I was like, okay, I know it's going to connect in a really positive and impactful way for my core group. You know, somebody doesn't have like, you know, little like baby doll tees or like 50s aesthetics or skirts. And that's okay. Cause I feel like the amazing thing about vintage is that it's there and there's there's brands and sellers for everything we could possibly want now so it's like why do we need to purchase brand new clothes i just feel like it's so crazy because there's just so much clothing already here and already accessible that you know if we took time to just really be intentional about the pieces that we're bringing into our homes about what we're buying and just really kind of connected it to like this deeper thing. Like, it's not just a shirt. We know we can just go online and buy any old shirt we want. But when it has that really em- kind of emotional connection to you um, and to know like it's something that you can keep and cherish for such a long time. And even if you get to the point where it no longer fits your style or what you want, you can then like pass that on. So I feel yeah. like it's it's really awesome. Yeah, it's just like a big cycle and of reusing yeah. instead of buying one thing after another. So, yeah, the the positive effects that it has on ourselves, I feel like, and the planet. So, I mean, let's just talk like fast fashion, the fashion industry. Yeah. You know, like fast fashion is just like rapid mass production of this mm-hmm. super cheap clothing. And although like all these price tags are low, the environmental costs are just extremely high. And I feel like that people just don't realize that when they're buying from these because they see everybody's buying from it and don't really, you know, put two and two together. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I feel, oh, it's been so hard for me. I've been in this constant push and pull, especially as a creative and influencer myself. You know, it's it's been really hard because, you know, even for the style I love, that's, you know, what I used to shop. I used to shop from Fashion Nova and, you know, yeah. Zara and H&M and these places as well. Forever 21 was like, I bought everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything. And, you know, I didn't know when it really clicked that it was like, wow, I one, I bought it and I, I wasn't really wearing the stuff that I bought. So yeah. it was like just sitting in my closet. I wore it once or twice. And I was like, I just don't really care about any of these pieces. And then the more I learned just about kind of 
being really conscious about my own personal choices and consumption patterns and like that larger, you know, negative impact that it has on our planet and on people, it really got to me like, okay, I know I can't change the world, but what I can do and what I'm in control of is myself. So that's when I really started to be like, okay, I fast fashion, like I personally can't do it. And that's kind of been my line. Like I see so much I want, but I'm like, I just have these strong moral grounds. Like I get it and I understand like why I want it, but I don't need it. It doesn't have any positive effect on my life or, you know, anyone else's. And I feel like as the more that I researched and got to understand like, wow, you know, it's $10 for us, but what is the true cost for our planet, for the people making these clothings, the garment workers and all these other countries who aren't treated as fairly as they need to be and aren't even paid the living wages that yeah. they truly deserve. It really made me angry. And I I feel like for me, it's just like, it goes, it's beyond fast fashion. It's kind of just, you know, consumerism and capitalism at its core where it's like, we care about profits over people. And that really, it really hurts me. Like, as I speak about it, it's something that's really personal to me. And it's like, wow, like fast fashion, like it's a big problem. And I I feel like now, especially in the age of Instagram and social media and influencers who are, you know, really driving these brands and building these brands for them. It's like, I just wish there was more self-awareness to recognize the influence that they truly do have and the changes and the positive impact they could make if they just shift kind of, you know, what they even promoted, at least just, you know, um, and started to have those conversations. No, I, I feel like that they should have disclaimers like this. Yeah. Uh, work, the worker who made this made this much money or this took, you know, mm-hmm. 1800 gallons of water to like make this pair of jeans. You know, I feel like yeah. even having those disclaimers, like I wish that's never going to happen. But yeah, I really feel like that that would try to like bring awareness because a lot of people just don't realize like most of our clothes are made from plastics essentially mm-hmm. and like ends up in a landfill and these workers like you said they're just not making that living wage and in dangerous conditions so it's like not just you know something that we throw in the back of our closet like it is it is how it does have so much more um effects to everyone in the supply chain whenever we buy even just one pair of jeans or you know one t-shirt yeah and i'm so fortunate that i've I, I've really taken it on my upon myself to learn and to become as aware as possible. Still learning every day, of course, but I feel that is just kind of an ingrained issue with our society is that we just are so disengaged and disconnected and kind of really desensitized to the issues and the negative things that are happening to other people, even to ourselves in our own country, you know? So it's just really interesting, but I think people like you and I, I feel like that's really where that glimmer of hope comes in. There's so many amazing sustainability kind of um, activists and influencers and advocates that are really, you know, just getting these conversations started, even if it doesn't change right now. I I think, you know, that's really what we can do. And in terms of influencers, I know that's always going to be a hard, hard thing. I I love so many of my friends who, unfortunately, you know, they do represent a lot of these brands um over and over and 
you know, it's just made me so fortunate to like, you know, be able to have some of these conversations with them, understanding like, hey, it might not change anything right now, but at least I can share information and inspiration that really can just start to get, you know, brains churning like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is our actual problem. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so let's talk about Sunbay's sustainability pact and kind of why it was important for you to be transparent about that to people, because you can tell just that every step of the process was thought through on your end. So if you want to just shed some light on that. Yeah, of course. So I, it was definitely important for me to do so. And it really comes back to my, my mission and what I really want to do. And part of the evolution of somebody that I want to get to is where I am going to be sharing more of this kind of sustainability news and how to be more eco-conscious and more of these tips about to really how to cultivate a more eco-friendly lifestyle. And I feel like for brands, companies, we've seen it in 2020 so much with the cancel culture and, you know, calling brands out for not being transparent about, you know, their business practices and, you know, kind of, are they upholding the values that they say? Are they doing anything at all for different initiatives, not just sustainability? I know diversity and inclusion was a really big one, especially um, this year. And it was really important for me to, if I was going to start anything, I always wanted to value honesty and transparency in what I do and kind of why. And when it came to starting Sunday, I had this thought this entire time, like, it's not about me. What I'm doing, the brand isn't about me. It's really about people. It's about my network, my community of like-minded people who really hold sustainability and wanting to be more eco-conscious in high regard. So when it came to the sustainability pack, I was like, well, I really want to show that this is an initiative that is ingrained in my brand and the culture culture and everything that I'm doing. So I knew that I wanted it to have a few components for the sustainability pact in general. So I wanted to do my kind of environmental initiative, which is kind of my evergreen sustainability program, which will be working with One Tree Planted to plant trees for every order. I always knew like I really want to do something that is always adding value through every action that um, a potential customer takes. So that was one of the ways I was like, this is awesome. Not only can I really keep the cycle of vintage going, but I can also give back. And that's just amazing to know, like every order, like I'm more and more, I'm going to have a tree counter that really shows just the impact that I'm making there, but also to really being thoughtful about from start to finish, how I'm sourcing the inventory, um, which comes from vintage wholesalers around the country, making sure that how am I shipping things? Um, So ensuring that every um, order is carbon neutral. So I offset emissions at the end of every month for all the orders made on the site, my eco-friendly packaging. And, you know, even with that, I was like, there are improvements I already know that I want to make in time and invest in for even just that portion of it. So from start to finish, I really just try to be as intentional as possible and not 100% perfect, but definitely I'm conscious of kind of my impact and what I want to make. So I feel like I wanted to just be transparent. Like this is what I stand for. This is what the brand stands for. And I'm not going to be perfect in it, but I'm always going to continue to improve over time. Right. 
Yeah. And so if I don't know if you'd be able to explain a little bit about offsetting those emissions and kind of what that looks like for you, at least. Yeah. So for the offset emissions, I think it's really cool because I have my website hosted through Shopify. So essentially they have a carbon offset program where I pretty much through an app on my store, I'm able to offset the carbon emissions for every order. It's usually to offset emissions. It's really not that much. And I, I didn't yeah. really understand that. It's It might be 50 cents per order to really offset those um, emissions. And I was like, wow, that's that's nothing at all. Every, every brand, every company should be doing this across the board. Right. Um, so yeah, and I'm learning more about it, about like how it really works. But, you know, from what I've been able to see, I it's, it's like t- less than $10 a month for me to just spend a little bit of extra money to make sure that I'm able to offset those emissions. And Shopify did a really cool thing for even Black Friday, Thanksgiving, where Shopify actually paid for the offsets for all stores, which is insane. So yeah, for every store that was hosted on Shopify through Thanksgiving and Black Friday weekend, they just took care of it and they handle it themselves, which is really cool. Um, So I think it's just something that's really easy for brands to do. Not too sure how many brands actually do it. It is an extra expense, but it's one that it it has a positive impact. There's, there's so much um, carbon neutral like emissions and like carbon waste that comes just from like the shipping pipeline. And it's crazy just how much of it comes from just kind of shipping logistics. So Yeah, I'm sure like, you know, as well, too, with that, even kind of Amazon Prime, like I know they're they're trying their best to be kind of more um, eco-friendly. I noticed they switched out like to more eco-friendly packaging in some cases and um, they're, they're doing their best, too. But I feel like, wow, if every brand could just it wasn't like you could pick or choose, like we all just had to do this. Yes. I feel like we could just really change so much. But so for Sunday, I'm really happy that I'm able to do it. It's something that is always going to happen with my shop. So it's just really good to be able to continuously find little ways that I can improve and just be as kind of eco conscious as possible. Awesome. So like, what does, you know, the future of Sunbay look like? Like, where do you dream of taking it in a perfect world? Uh, I thought about this so many times. <laughs> um, in the in the perfect world, you know, I I have really big big hopes for it. I have kind of toyed around the idea of I really want a mobile pop up van. So I really want to get a van where I'm able to bring along different um, influencers that are working with the brand and really do like these, you know, road trips or kind of pop up locations where, you know, I've seen a lot of brands and I've been working in influencer marketing for years. So I've, I've helped plan so many of these things for a lot of the biggest brands. And one of the things I, I wanted to do is like, wow, I see so many influencer events that are just, you know, filled with kind of these Insta-worthy moments of, oh, we're doing this and we're taking this trip here. I know Revolve did this like Revolve around the world where they took their influencers all these different places. And it was just this like crazy time that they were able to record and get content around. And I was like, that's cool. But I was like, wow, how cool would it be to have my own kind of ambassador squad where, yeah, we go do pop-ups. We have like the mobile van where we're curating and selling different items. 
But I really want to have days that's like give back days where we really partner with other organizations to do good things in our communities. So that's kind of been a really big dream of mine. I was like, this has to happen. I think it would be so cool um, just to be able to have one day of fun, but another day where we really give back. And, um, you know, with me partnering with One Tree Planet, I was like, wow, how cool would it be to be able to partner with them on a whole day of tree planting somewhere? That would just be amazing. So definitely really big dreams there for the brand and where I want it to go. And really just sharing kind of the knowledge that you can dress the way you want and you can be sustainable too. You don't have to just buy what you're being like sold to you. Literally, it feels like 24 seven with the internet and everything else. There are definitely ways to be very conscious and intentional about what we're doing, but still dress the way we want to dress and feel as confident as we feel with the style of clothes that we love. And that was really the hope and intention for Sunbay. But I, I feel like I've really grounded in the fact that I've always wanted the brand to be it's bigger than me. It's not just about, oh, I sell vintage clothes to make money. Like it's never been about that. It's really been about, yeah, I have vintage clothes and obviously every brand wants to profit, but my intention is to go levels deeper and to really make a positive impact in the communities that I'm a part of. So definitely, you know, more to come there, but I'm really excited, especially when the world goes back post pandemic to where I can even start to get the brand kind of involved in the local community in the Bay Area. Even there's just so many organizations and initiatives that I am excited to be a part of and want to figure out a way to have really intentional and thoughtful partnerships that come out of this. So I'm excited to see where the future goes for sure. I think that's so fantastic that, you know, I think a lot of people think if they're doing something that's good for the earth, it's like, oh, like somebody over in Africa or somebody over in just like another country. But it's like you can do that in your local community and make such a difference. So um, I love that you have that community focus to just, you know, really bring it home and then show people that they can be trendy and still do good for their community. So I love that. I know like one of your missions and you kind of touched on this for a a little bit was that you just encourage people to like live and dress in their most authentic way every day. So if you want to like give us a couple tips for like if people are searching for vintage or thrifted items, like what are the best tips you have for them to find something that they know will work for them? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. So I I know one of my biggest tips is to kind of take an inventory of what you already have. So go in your closet, look at what you already have. And what I do is kind of, you know, as I hang my clothes up in my closet, once I wear something and it's been worn, I turn it the other way. So at the end of like, it might be three months because I try to purge my closet quarterly now, it doesn't always happen, but I try to do that. I can see, okay, what did I really wear in the last three months and what has just been sitting here? So I can then take inventory. Okay, well, I can definitely donate this one or resell it. But two, also, okay, I'm wearing these types of items a lot. So I'm gravitating towards windbreakers and sweatshirts. I live in the Bay, so I'm always looking for layers, for example. But a lot of like my tank tops, different things aren't being worn as much. So I was like, okay, so now I know when I'm thrifting, what items am I most often like being worn throughout the year? Yeah, 
I wish that I had that dedication to do that. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, I know what I've been wearing the most because it's all in a pile on my floor. Like, that's, that's so true. <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, I love that tip. That's so great. And I feel like that it just, yeah, helps you to decide what your style is because sometimes mm-hmm. like we just collect a bunch of stuff yep. and it helps, like we don't really know what our style is. So if you like are consciously paying attention to what you're gravitating towards and what you like the most, it can help you develop that style. Yeah, so true. And I think with that, the second tip that's really worked well for me is when I want something, I I really, I make a list of what I want. So if I'm like, okay, like I don't really have a lot of bottoms. I actually just start a list of items that I really need. So when I'm thrifting, whether it's in person, when I could, you know, go in store and look at a few things or when I'm thrifting online, you know, always look online. There's just so many resources out there to be able to find exactly what you're looking for. I know I'm an avid Depopper because it's like Pinterest for clothes. You literally can search for exactly what you want and just, you got to just spend time, you know, combing through the listings to find the items that really speak to you. But when I know what I really need, and then I know the types of items I already wear, it's just so much easier for me to be intentional about the items that I'm really purchasing over time. Because I used to be like, oh, I like this. I'm going to buy it. So yeah. impulsive of a shopper. But now I'm like, yeah, I like that. But like, is it on my list of things that I really need right now or that I'm even wearing? Or alternatively, I need to see an outfit of my in mind if I buy something. Like I need to know exactly how I'm gonna wear it or style it versus it versus being like, I like it, it's really cute. But most of the time we buy things like that and we just like you said, it just stays in the closet with tags on it and it never gets yeah. worn. Yeah. So with that, what is your best thrifted or vintage find? Like, what have you found? And you've just been like, this is it. This is the one. Oh, that's so hard. I feel like I thrift way too much. I literally have another <laughs> shopping cart on Depop about to find more things. <laughs> and, oh, God. Um, if I had to pick one, I just, I'm obsessed with The Simpsons. So yeah, <laughs> I just recently got a really cool um, Simpsons vintage tea for my collection that I'm really really happy about and I I'm so excited to style it at some point but yeah I've been thrifting for kind of collector's items now so the Simpsons ones is really top of mind and um that's so so, yeah I can't wait to style that one but yeah I was like in my closet I just have so many I feel like all my Harleys have just been priceless to me every time I buy a Harley tee it's just like I'm never gonna get rid of it so um Yeah. And that goes back to, I know Harleys are trending and trendy now, but I grew up with my uncle who has Harleys and we rode motorcycles in Nevada together. And I love Harley as a brand and just kind of as a lifestyle, loving motorcycles (laughs) myself. So I do have like three or four Harley tees that I'm like, okay, these are the collectors. I love them so much. And I wear them every week, all the time, over and over. So they're definitely those kind of loved um, thrifted pieces that have just become some of my favorites. Gosh, I cannot wait to see how you style those. So I'll have to definitely stay on your page and make sure not to miss it. Well, I've talked a couple of times, you know, on the podcast specifically about what it means to support a small business and especially a sustainable business. So like, what does it mean to you personally when people buy from Sunbay? Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, I mean, with small businesses in general, I feel like there's, it means so much more than, I feel like a lot of people realize when you support a small business, $50 can really mean that 
you know, that business owner can feed their family for a week. You know, it's it really can make or break the difference between like them being able to pay rent and not. And I feel like that's where I've really seen the most impact in in why I support mostly small businesses now as much as I possibly can, because that $50, that $100 you spend, you know, even if you're ordering out at a small business restaurant, every order means so much to them for them to just be able to provide for themselves and their families and continue to give you, you know, the clothes or food that you've come to love. And when, when I've thought about it from larger brands, Fashion Nova, right? They're the, CEOs are worth a billion dollars. They're billionaires. Fifty dollars doesn't mean anything to them. That's yeah. that's pennies, right? So when you really think about why we should support small businesses, it's exactly because of that. Small businesses are the ones struggling the most, especially during the pandemic, but oftentimes all the time, you know, they're the ones that have to work 20, 30 times as hard just to kind of get by versus a fashion nova where, you know, they can do a you know, 80% off sale and they're still going to make millions of dollars. Right. So yeah. it's insane to think about it. So when it comes to my brand, it's the same way, you know, somebody for me has a very deeper impact of what I'm trying to do. The people I'm trying to touch in the community is that I'm ultimately trying to serve through what I'm doing and to really give back. And I feel like a lot of small businesses, they're they're the ones giving back the most to their communities more than we realize. And it's really important that we support them in every way possible, especially during their pandemic. You know, states are closing back down. Um, I know California, we just got new stay at home orders. So it's like we really need to support these businesses as much as possible. Or when we come out on the other side of this, those are the ones that may not be around. So it's definitely important. Well, so yeah, let's do it. Like support somebody. When is the next drop? Can people go on and buy right now? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so inventory is still available on the website, sunbay.com. Yeah, there's a, an assortment of inventory from vintage like windbreakers, um, sweatpants I just got in stock, sweaters, jackets, t-shirts, ton of stuff. The next big drop, trying to aim for January 2020 for the next big release with more to come in the new year for sure. I have a lot of things planned. So definitely really excited and appreciate any love and support. No matter what form it comes in, it all means a lot. I was going to say, even buying a gift card, like that's yeah. something super easy. If you like have somebody or like yourself, I'm like, well, I don't really need anything right now, but like, let me support this small business by yeah. buying a gift card and just hanging on to it and waiting for that perfect item to, to come on the site. So. Yeah, no, so true. Yeah, I just started offering gift cards on somebody.com. So yeah, that's the perfect way to if you don't see something you love right now to hold on to because, you know, vintage, I feel like that's the really cool thing. Everything is one of one. And it's the amazing thing about vintage is like, you can wait for the item that you really love. And that truly speaks to you. And that's 100% okay. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, just supporting small businesses, especially as much as we possibly can. I know I've been personally buying a bunch of gift cards just for even like restaurants that I really love that yeah. I might not need um, to buy from right now or get get some food from right now. But I'm like, I'll get like a $20 gift card and I'll use it next month. You know, just ways that I can continue to support and um, add value to the communities that, I, that I'm in is so um, important too. 
Awesome. Well, so where is the best place that people can like keep up with you, find you, connect with you so that way they can know when these drops are happening, the best way to support you, like where, what channels can they connect with you at? Yeah. So for my personal account, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, uh, all that jazz, XX underscore. And for Sunday, it's Sunday Clothing, S-U-M-B-A-E Clothing on Instagram, TikTok, and eventually YouTube soon. There's going to be more to come for that. So yeah, definitely, as always, the support is just so amazing. I I've had so many great conversations with just so many new people who have just, you know, wanted to connect. So I'm always open for conversations, DMs, definitely. Well, I will tag all of those in the show notes so that people can find you easily. But um, thank you so much, Jazz. Like, I just feel like I'm ready to go like hunting. I'm ready to find some pieces to make my custom wardrobe now. Like, I'm ready. Yes, do it. (laughs) On this segment of Something to Grow On, I just wanted to share with you a quote from Gandhi, which says, there is no beauty in the finest clothes if it makes hunger and unhappiness. Isn't there so much power in that? Like, don't you feel like there's so many other ways than buying fast fashion to look great and to feel great about it? That's why I've grown to love secondhand items. When you're buying secondhand, you're reducing your environmental impact. You're not promoting the exploitation of workers. It typically saves you money and you're able to create a unique style authentic to you. This week, I encourage you to search local businesses that sell secondhand and check them out. I'll link in the show notes some of the best online vintage and thrifted shopping resources so you can start curating your wardrobe that speaks kindly to you and the planet. Thanks for joining me, neighbor. I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details and let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram, at Hometown Earth, or connect with me at Lena Sanford. We all know change needs to happen, so let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.